0: Hey, friend-o, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to. Ten years of Going In Raw in 2024. I'm going to be saying that all year long, and it's only January 5th, oh, Larson. Oh, it's going to get so tiresome. Oh, absolutely. Anyways, on today's episode, uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, I don't know, Larson, you tell me because I haven't even pulled up my there's notes yet. That's a lot. Professional I wasn't expecting this much uh, news today, but
1: there's a lot. We got Love updates it. on when Rock versus Roman Reigns might be happening, the latest on Trinity and maybe Mercedes Monet coming back to WB. Uh, Phil Brooks, CM Punk, talks about his Survivor Series return. We got an update on the morale backstage in WB and the latest happenings in New Japan Pro Wrestling after Wrestle Kingdom 18 and hey 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 by the way hey. yeah if you want our review for Wrestle Kingdom 18 guess what you're getting it tomorrow tomorrow that's tomorrow. right got to watch here's the a, rest of Okada
0: and Danielson I'm ready to go listen anybody anybody can drop a review or like star ratings or whatever the day after you guys want to wait for ours because the mo- longer you wait the better it is the more premium it is Larson the more preview it is, and also the more time I get to kind of marinate on it. <laughs> yeah. My takes are see, better. <laughs> I'm directly contradicting what we say about I the know, star ratings. Contradicting ourselves. That's why it's. Hey, those other carries. guys already got their uh, uh Keaton star ratings up, too. What? are What? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Shut up. No lies told. Yeah. It's a newsletter. They're in this week's newsletter? They are. It was like yesterday. I know. What? <laughs> Freaking mind blown. Are we going to do two star rating? uh guess the Meltzer star ratings today? I guess today? if we have time later, we could do a uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, maybe. Oh, let's do that. All right. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. So anyways, I'm excited now. I'm jazzed. I was sleepy first and now I'm good. Now you're awake. Uh, so, yeah. See, I, the thing that I like about this, I haven't read your notes, Larson. So this is going to be breaking news to me. So following The Rock's appearance on this week's edition of Monday Night Raw, and his reference to a match against Roman Reigns. There's been a lot of talk and speculation online about when that bitch could happen. In the latest Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer, those other guys, other guys who apparently are influenced by us because the star ratings are like immediate now, um, offered up his two cents. He said, "This everyone is tight-lipped completely. Past Johnson would not have said what he did at the time." Uh, uh, he did without the plan being to build to such a match. While one would think WrestleMania would be the place, it could also be in Perth, Australia, given the story that the government there specifically requested Johnson on the February 24th Elimination Chamber show. And it could also be at the next show in Saudi Arabia, which does not have a date. The government there is paying ridiculous money for shows already, and bringing Johnson in could possibly negotiate a bonus that would make it the biggest money event in company history. It is also possible that Reigns could face Johnson and Rhodes on different nights at WrestleMania. You want to pause there or should I keep on going? We could pause there. Um, all right. First of all, how mm. would you feel about Roman Reigns main eventing both nights of WrestleMania? I think it's a bad idea. Same. I'm not I'm not a fan of that. I, I am I, I think that it's much more likely. That they would do Rock versus Reigns at three in the clock in the at three in the three in the clock in the morning. Sorry, at three o'clock in the morning, we're doing this early. Yeah, early uh, first. California time. Yeah, that's more likely than Roman doing two matches for back to back nights at WrestleMania. The, I and 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 I kind of feel like part of what he's saying here is what we're going to have to start really realizing going forward, and that WrestleMania is not the only thing anymore. Yeah. I know that from our perspectives, being old men, and from most WWE fans' perspectives, yeah, Mania is the thing. You got Rock versus Roman it happens at WrestleMania. Not anymore. It's an attraction match. It's not even a storyline match. And well. It is a storyline match in ways because it's been set up and they're family the and that's why it makes thing. sense. Yeah. Well, here's the thing.
1: In terms of WrestleMania having the perception as WB's largest show of the year, mm-hmm. that used to coincide with it being probably its most profitable show of the year. Mm-hmm. For a number of years, yeah. they were one and the same. Now yeah. that you yeah, have yeah. governments around the world throwing ludicrous amounts of money at WB to hold Huge. pay premium live events there. Yeah. That's not necessarily the case. I'm guessing the last what, four or five, six Saudi shows have Mm -hmm. outgrossed the last four or five
0: WrestleManias by a serious amount. Yeah, from what I, like, the numbers that we've seen, the amount of one Saudi show is like cumulative for like the last five manias. Yeah, It is is ridiculous money, and it's no, dude, that first Saudi show, it's not just a hyperbole when they say an event greater than or equal to Wrestlemania because that's what they're paying for that's what they want they want they were they were trying to revive Yokozuna yeah you know they wanted to bring back Andre the Giant or Mm -hmm, whoever it mm -hmm, was mm -hmm. they are serious about making their thing the biggest thing and if Perth is throwing ridiculous money then that benefits kind of everybody, because then WWE's... Able, do you remember like two years ago when WWE wanted every pay-per-view to be a stadium show? Yeah. Well, they figured out how to do that. Now, I don't know about like... They just couldn't do that in the States. You know? No, you're that's exactly yeah. right. But like, you know, it's called, you know, world wrestling entertainment. I think the friend O Alyssa, <laughs> I saw that. She was like clapping back somebody on Twitter. It's called World Wrestling Entertainment, and they're quickly realizing that there are a lot of governments out there willing to plunk down a lot of money for their own WrestleMania uh, uh, greater than or equal to event. And so it's like, why not? You know, the other thing to keep in mind is if if we get a Rock Roman one off, Larson, obviously, who's going to win that? Roman is. Right. Put your ones up, Steve. When they go back and do the big WrestleMania packages, you want the big WrestleMania moments through history that had reverberations through the company. Roman beating Rock, yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big moment. But it's not a passing of a torch in a certain way. I think Roman's going to be sticking around in a part-time role after Cody yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, going to yeah. remain being, you know, head of the table because he's a big attraction and everything. But Cody winning that title, assuming it's him getting the title off Roman, which seems to be kind of the likeliest scenario right now, yeah. um, that's the moment that they play at the WrestleManias afterwards. And, and all the recap packages and all the, you know, highlights yeah. for for that. Rock Roman is big box office. It's a big deal, but it's a one-off attraction foregone conclusion match. That's what it is. Yeah. Um. And, and it's not like, oh, Roman Reigns is fulfilling his destiny by beating The Rock. It's The Rock's coming in to, A, get a big payday, and B, promote the UFL. And so I don't think it needs to be at WrestleMania because they're getting paid to do WrestleManias all over the place. You
1: know, the, the, the advantage of doing it at WrestleMania is is WrestleMania, more than any other show that WB puts on, gets the most media attention. And if part of The Rock's motivation for having this match is to help promote UFL, whatever else he has going on, then to maximize media exposure here in the States, WrestleMania would help that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, yeah. You know, it is still the largest stage WB offers because it is the most anticipated show of the year because it gets the most attention. Mm-hmm, here in yeah. the United States as far as WWE shows so uh, it, it, it's, it's all kind of a balancing act in terms of WWE prioritizes uh, uh from a creative standpoint and from a business standpoint mm-hmm. you know if they think well this Cody story's got more legs we can go a few more months we can go to a Madison Square Garden show we can go to next year's Wrestlemania mm-hmm. um you know, maybe The Rock is very particular about, well, if I'm going to do this match, I have some criteria I want fulfilled. One of that is having it at WrestleMania. We don't know.
0: We don't know at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's true. Look, if Rock says we can only do this at WrestleMania, you got to figure WWE is going to have to take that into consideration. Yep. Um, you know, if he says, I want to only within a certain time zone and I only want to do this, only want to do that, of course, they're going to take it under consideration. But they can say, well, Rock, how about we add another zero to the paycheck because the Perth government's willing to do that?
1: Well, Here's something else to consider. If Rock's schedule is pretty busy, can he take the time to fly to Australia,
0: do, the, do a, a bit of media in advance, have the match and then come back? Well, I don't know. I mean, you, you you sketch out a week out of your schedule, and you know everything's mobile. He, he probably works from. He's got like anyways. eleven projects on 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 the docket. So all those eleven projects have like a hundred people working on those projects, and uh, he can you know he's got his mobile office right here. Look, I understand he's a busy guy. I don't know how much you know. And on top of it, here's the thing though: the road to WrestleMania is a lot different than the road to Perth. You know, he just set up the, the, the Perth. They can announce it on SmackDown. This is happening in Perth. He don't show up again until then. Maybe they run some video packages. He does some some rock uh, uh, match chat uh, questions. Match-chat yeah. Questions. Um, so, I mean, look, obvious yeah, you're absolutely right. He is a busy individual, and that's gotta be taken into consideration. But, you know, knowing the rock, he's probably got the kids at MIT working on a transporter so that he can uh, doesn't have to worry about planes. Is
1: the uh have uh, somebody working on something to help him get in ring shape quickly then?
0: That's gonna be the bigger issue. That is or gonna to be the, that's gonna the, more be the issue. Issue. Yes, That's gonna be the bigger issue. Because this is coming issue. up on two this is like less than two months away. This is like a month uh, and a half away. That meat's gonna be falling off bone. But at the same time, due to the same time the guy is, you know, probably the most disciplined person on planet Earth. And I'm pretty sure he would know what it takes to get down to machinist shape if he's looking to shed that kind of weight to take on. Well, if it's a matter of shedding weight, I think it's a matter of getting his cardio in order. You know what I mean? Well, shedding some. You got to get some of that muscle off. Dude. Yeah, he is. Pretty that bold, shit's yeah. going to fall off. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I would imagine there is probably a certain amount of muscle that he wants to take off because he understands that. He's got to do this as as sort of as with the least amount of potential injury as possible because like you said, he's got eleven projects. Yeah, and last time uh, he had a match he like tore some muscle mm-hmm. muscle off the bone. Yeah, His match yeah, yeah seen exactly. you know. And I think he's bigger now, oh, yeah. to be honest with you. He's right? enormous. He's enormous, His right? His shoulders now. are the size of my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's he's absolutely massive. Massive. Um, so yeah, man, I think that it's you know, when when they did Look, when I'll just point this out real quick. I understand that there's more story here because of the bloodline stuff. I get that. But when they had Shawn Michaels come out of retirement for that dog shit match, they didn't do it at WrestleMania. When they had Goldberg versus Undertaker, that dog shit match, they didn't do that at WrestleMania. They did it in Saudi Arabia because the dollar signs were there and that's what the that's what that government wanted. And so I think this is kind of no different than that man i kind of do i think that the only complication is that there's some story there with the tribal chief and the bloodline stuff but i kind of think that's just added value added value <laughs> yeah i know you love that term added value hey you want to get the rest of this millsor quote we can talk about the rest oh of yeah man let's keep going so he says the reality is that even though the Rhodes match has been teased and built on television the johnson match is far bigger financially With WrestleMania sponsorship now a $20 million or more revenue stream, such a match is far bigger to potential sponsors. While there is no significant money in pay-per-view, although this match would be expected to do more, and the live gate for the shows will be the same either way since they're selling out both nights, it will set the record for the most people ever watching a WWE non-linear television event. Peacock is in more homes than last year, and this match will draw more curiosity viewers than the Rhodes match. The more viewers means more new people exposed to the product or being brought back, which exposes the rest of the talent and matches on the show to a new audience. But with the big money foreign shows, it doesn't have to be at Mania. And there are other shows where Rhodes could face Reigns at rather than have to wait another year or longer to do so at a Mania. I think for end quote, I think for historical perspective, you have to do the big storyline match Rhodes. At WrestleMania, that's my personal opinion.
1: Yeah, I think I, th- I, I, for the most part agree. Although I, there is a, a interesting symmetry to it. If if the Madison Square Garden say they book MSG for the premiere of SmackDown on USA when it moves back there in October, mm-hmm. to get some real excitement going for SmackDown returning to the NBC Universal Family Networks, and you have mm-hmm, Cody yeah. win the title on TV at Madison Square Garden.
0: I think the Madison Square Garden thing. I man, yeah, I I do think that given the location of that, you know, I still say that maybe you do like you know Rhodes reigns at, at WrestleMania, and then uh, I don't know maybe you do the rematch at Madison Square Garden like you know, the, whenever like at the again televise the post Christmas show if they can do that. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's too, exp- too expensive. Apparently, it costs it costs more than nine billion dollars to I guess do so. that.
1: I mean, they're, make, they're making, what, $1.2 billion alone on the SmackDown deal. He can't spend a few extra bucks to, right? to That's shoot weird what could potentially
0: me. be a historically significant show at MSG. That is so weird. I wonder if they at this point they just appreciate, hey, you know what, this is our big high-profile house show. It gets the kind of buzz we want it to get. It goes up on social media anyways. Could be. Um, um I don't know. Yeah. So anyways, uh, before we continue on, I want to bring this up really quick. Larson, we're on the road to 199 thousand nine hundred and ninety one subscribers on youtube if you're watching this right now do us a solid hit that subscribe button and the notify bell we've got a wrestle kingdom review going up tomorrow we're at one hundred and ninety nine thousand two hundred and twenty two what a fun number that is um so <laughs> what two 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 it's two it's two three, it's three twos two. yeah no that's yeah, great uh so we've got that going up tomorrow if you want to be notified about that then uh, go ahead and make sure you hit that subscribe button and the notify bell. Also, we've got a Patreon and channel memberships. Either one you do, patreon.com slash larson $5 a month, or clicking join on YouTube, you get the Frendo Club setup. That gets access to bonus episodes. We've got a new one going up today. Yeah. Uh, it's FriendoCast, and we talk about all your questions, and Larson brought a topic uh, uh, to, that we talked about, and it's I think it's a pretty solid one. Spoiler alert, it's, it's not wrestling, but it is about the Rock right exactly so uh be sure to check that out and then that's going up later on today and then also we've got uh access to the big blue predictions challenge yeah michael keith thornton is our current big blue predictions champion and uh uh and and you could be next he could be a mere transitional champion evidently he's a ghost he is not i don't think he's reached out to us hopefully maybe in the comments here he can reach out to us. maybe was it our
1: first bot entry into uh the predictions challenge Wait, what's that? So it was our first bot entry. <laughs> yeah, maybe that could be. <laughs> it was a name Mike um, Orton? Did a bunch of numbers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mike Orton five three six two nine. So
1: yeah, Mike Orton. If you're listening to this, please reach out uh, so you can get your picture that you
0: want with the big blue title on it. He's probably trying to, but it's probably like going to our spam email, probably. or it's like going to the at Stephen Larson Twitter account, which we bizarrely like dropped. Because somebody else had the go like, remember when somebody else got the Going in Raw podcast? Yeah. Like, like they they were like, yeah, no, we're going in Raw podcast. And I was like, why are you, you're, we started ours like a long time before you, and then theirs didn't last very long. No. They changed the name they of were, it, didn't they? They changed the name of it, and then they just disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways. Uh, also, got all yeah, that like going this on. video, too, while you're watching. Hit that, oh, like, hit that button. like button. hit that like button. It really does help going in Raw. It we're does. on a good roll lately. We loves. are. We are. Yeah, man. Also, we got the Friendo Club channel, Friendo Club Wrestling on YouTube, and uh, go check out our uh, star ratings video later on today. I'm going to have to guess, I guess, the world's end, which is going to put you in the hot seat for Wrestle Kingdom if we have time to do that today. Exactly. Exactly. Interesting.
1: That's kind of exciting. Uh, Let's talk about this. Let's talk Trinity, Mercedes, Monet, where they're going to end up in 2024. So we talked, I think, earlier this week uh, about reports that Trinity is soon to be a free agent the expectation is that she's going back to WWE. Uh, PW Insider has more on both Trinity and Mercedes, uh, saying uh, the late, talking about the latest talks between Trinity WB as well as Mercedes Monet and WB as well regarding Trinity. PW Insider reports quote WB sources have confirmed Trinity is expected to return the company when she is done with TNA Impact Wrestling commitments. One source believes she'll be back as soon as the end of January. One source has since contacted PW Insider in a subsequent update to state they believe Trinity will finish up with impact at the Orlando tapings. And while Monet's return to WB is certainly less certain, although uh, according to PW Insider, it's not entirely out of the question. This is what PW Insider is saying regarding Mercedes Monet. Quote, in regard to Mercedes Monet, the last we had heard, which was around Christmas week, uh, right before I got sick, so whoever wrote this was ill during Christmas week, was that communications have opened between WB and the former Sasha Banks about a potential return. What are you doing over there? I turn
0: off my mic. You don't have to worry about it.
1: Okay. WB sources noted that several factors, including change in ownership and the Paul Levesque creative regime firmly in place, set the stage for the two sides to reset the relationship before Vernado to potentially return. We are told the company would absolutely love to have her back and have made that clear and that at least early discussions between the two sides have happened. In uh, its subsequent update, P.W. Insider adds, quote, an AEW source reached out to say the company was abs- has absolutely been in contact with Monet and said, if you don't think we are in the hunt, you are crazy. So I believe it was Fightful Select a couple weeks back, maybe even more recently than that, reported that uh, Mercedes WB had been in talks, but uh, those talks kind of fizzled out. Yeah. So I don't know if yeah. there's a situation where P.W. Insider is saying those talks have resumed or mm-hmm. referencing the talks. Same talks that Fightful did in their report.
0: So if this is saying uh, around Christmas time, it would seem that that was the situation there um, that that's already sort of been reported on. I know like Brian Alvarez had said that he would have been shocked, shocked or at least surprised. It was his personal Uh,
1: speculation that she was coming back at
0: this past dynamite yeah, on Wednesday, Or that he wouldn't be course, surprised if
1: she was there. The
0: past, yeah, uh, in which, in of course, maybe. didn't happen. Uh, I know Sean Ross Sapp has said on Twitter that it's it's his belief uh, that she's going to land in AEW.
1: Um, so, uh, Fifel's reports about uh, Mercedes and WWE no longer being in talks. This is from December 29th, so that's obviously after
0: Christmas. Okay, a little bit after Christmas, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. You know, it's, you know, look at what happened with CM Punk. You know, they... Evidently eventually came around to a deal. Um negotiation. Remember when Cody was coming to WWE? It was a uh, they've stalled, they're dead, they're back, he's coming, it's doing it, it's not happening, it is doing it. That's the deal with negotiations. They are on they, they sometimes, sometimes they take a long time, they go away, they come back, and uh and then and then that's it. Such is life. They're complex. Yep. Where is she going to go? I don't know. Maybe she's using these AEW talks to get leverage with WWE. Could be. And uh, and it's not working or it is working. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Where would you prefer to see Mercedes, Monet, or Sasha Banks, Larson? I mean, first of all, I'd prefer her to do what
1: is best for her, which makes her the most money and which make, what makes her the happiest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, right. That being said, part of me would really enjoy seeing her, not like necessarily on a long-term deal, but, to have some matches and impact and TNA oh yeah I think that'd be great yeah um uh, you know WB will probably offer could offer the most money definitely the largest platform they utilize their women's division far more consistently than AEW does Mm -hmm, yeah um I'm just excited about the possibility of her coming back
0: yeah yeah uh yeah me too um Wherever that is, you know, I mean, I, I'm not going to watch if it's going to be in like, you know, New Japan slash stardom uh, because I just don't have the time to keep up with all that stuff. I'll watch Twitter clips before they get taken down my copyright strikes. Um, you know, if she's in AEW or WWE, I get to see her yeah. and uh, and I like her work. So uh, if, if she's in WWE, chances are she'll be seen a little bit more than AEW. Yeah. Um, because, you know, they had that one collision with two women's matches and they went back to their, their old formula. You know, one women's match per show. And then maybe, maybe another a segment. segment. Yeah. maybe yeah. another segment here or there. Uh, and, and, you know, I just don't know, you know, especially with if, if Deanna Perazzo she's showing up now. Britt Baker is probably going to be back at some point. Thunder Rose is back. They're giving Mariah May a pretty significant push. They're giving Mariah May a, a push. Of course, Tony Storm is like, you know, a number one in the women's division there. Um, and with limited amount of time that they devote to the women's division, you know they got this whole other triple crown title now, and that that took up a big chunk of time. Yeah, you know, with that with that big match to set up the number one contender for that on Dynamite, and so now you add another title, more matches, another division, um, and I just don't think that they're going to sketch out. I don't think they're going to sketch out any time. It's like if you look at how AEW and their ratings go. And you look at the quarters. It's not like anybody. It's not like anybody besides like Danielson. I think Danielson's been like the only guy lately that can actually oh, pop. Up, a, him in pop in a quarter hour. That's popping a quarter hour. You know, I mean, as people are fond of, of of mentioning, you know, it's going from the the Big Bang Theory all the way up here, and then everything else. So it's not like you know. The bottom line is whoever, whatever you're building up, be it you know, uh, 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 men, women, tag teams, whatever you gotta, you gotta put the work in on it. And hopefully this past episode of dynamite was evidence of that, but Sasha banks is sort of walking. I I heard some people refer to this past week's episode of of dynamite as indicative that they're sort of in a rebuilding area. And if you think about it with Jericho, who knows what is going to happen with him, but he's also not much of a draw anymore anyways, but he's kind of tainted goods for the time being anyways, um, whether you agree with it or not. Um, you know, I, it just seems like nobody there is really on fire with the exception of, in terms of being a true draw right yeah, now yeah, yeah, for yeah. ratings. Yeah. With the exception of, like, the big matches they promote with, like, Danielson and, and you know, guys like that. So it's yeah. like they need to work on building their people. I don't know if coming to a situation where they're rebuilding is going to mesh with what she wants to do. I just yeah. don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Don't know. Don't know. Don't know.
1: Uh, speaking of WWE returns that have happened, CM Punk, case you missed it, came back at Survivor Series in 2023. Well, he was interviewed on WWE's 2024 preview special. <laughs> nice. They do predictions on there? Uh, not that I noticed, no. And, but oh. he talked about the build-up, the lead-up to his WWE return at Survivor Series. His transcripts come to you via WrestleZone. This is what Phil had to say. Oh, God, how much time do we got? I feel like we could take up the whole show just talking uh, everything happened that day so fast you should never text and drive that is good advice from cm punk that ladies and advice. gentlemen so i was dr- trying to drive to the all-state arena and let everybody that deserved to know that was in my orbit know what was about to happen i'm texting my sisters because nobody knew that's how you get things done in this business you keep things close to the vest you don't leak stuff says cm punk you don't leak stuff And that's when the magic happens. It was a magical moment. There were so many things going through my head. The nerves, people I hadn't seen in 10 years. I had questions, concerns, maybe even worries. And it was all solved the instant the song hit. Cult personality and I walked out in front of my hometown. I couldn't hear the song anymore. I didn't know my cues. You always, as a performer, try to hit your cues based on the song. Like, where we're at? Where's Corey uh, Glover at right now? Okay, I'm going to do this. This is when I get down. This is when I say it's clobbering time. All of it went out the window. I couldn't hear the song. I just heard the people. It was a very magical moment.
0: Oh, that's nice. It's nice. He also talked yeah. about Seth Rollins in this interview. Awesome. Very cool. Heat. 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 Yeah, he said. Uh, I think the paraphrasing here wasn't for me. There would be no Seth Rollins. God damn it. Tried and true story in pro wrestling. Um, you know i came here before you did I, I i i helped construct the road that by which you arrived here yes right exactly i built the infrastructure package that funded the road that brought you here exactly yeah you're merely yeah, driving was, on it <laughs> um so yeah that's cool right on uh i like that they're sort of just using him sparingly you know it's like they're not giving us all fill all the time uh, they're like making us want Phil, exactly. And I, I appreciate that. That's that's a good way to go. They've got so much that they're supposed to these days. It is, is kind of nuts. It is kind of a nuts. lot going on. A lot going mm, on, yeah. Uh, speaking of a lot going on, let's talk about how that might affect backstage morale on a recent episode of Figure Four Daily. That's those other guys, those other guys, Brian Alvarez, the wrestling observer, Padawan. Spoke about backstage morale in WWE heading into the new year. These transcripts come to you via our good friend who's over at Koltaholic. He said this, as far as Vince and Triple H, one thing I heard somebody say yesterday who's been a long time, and you know, uh, one of the big differences, I've never seen Triple H blow his stack over anything. Like not one time ever have I seen him totally flip out. Vince could be a complete maniac sometimes. They said, not one time have I ever seen him have a blow-up, much easier work environment with old Vince and Kevin Dunn gone. So it's a new 2024, given his, well, for one thing, uh, he doesn't, he's never seemed like the kind of guy off camera to blow up. Like, especially, even if you go back to like, you know, the MTV documentary back in 1999 or whatever it was. The most mellow dude, you know, we're just out there to, you know, entertain the fans. It's all about them. You know, we got to go out there and do a kick-ass show, you know. Yeah. Or after, uh, you know, the Montreal screw job when uh, 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 Martha Hart – no, not Martha Hart. Brett's wife, um, yeah, is berating, berating yeah. Triple H. Oh, you did it, Triple H. Hunter, you knew. Oh, Actually, I didn't, I didn't know anything, know. I swear. <laughs> I didn't know anything, I swear. We're just trying to be out there entertaining the fans. The story never ends. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, on top of that, he's got the old ticker problem. Mm-hmm. Can't be blowing your stack. No, you know, you gotta stay as mellow as possible. But also, I kind of feel like this is Triple H's dream job. Like he finally, finally, Larson finally got what he wanted. It's not shocking that he'd be like the happiest guy. Oh, back I know. There, I know. Right? It's like everything's gravy from this point on. Yeah, Vince is gone. God damn, he did not have to answer those texts anymore. He doesn't have to check the fax machine no, no, for a no, script with red no, writing on exactly. it. Exactly,
1: no red ink from Vince on your scripts, on your none show his, outlines. None of this right none here. None of that. Yeah, man. No, it seems like as, as much as, po- as possible, Triple H is living the dream. Oh, man, absolutely. And especially after his health scare, I'd imagine he's as
0: appreciative, if not more so, than anybody else. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's somebody's just that's some. That's what I would ask if I was at that scrum. Nothing controversial. I'd be like Triple H. How does it feel living the dream? Oh man, Steve, I'm so glad you asked.
1: <laughs> I, I feel so lucky when I get up in the morning, get to go to this job every
0: day. Oh man, sometimes I have to pitch myself because I think it's a dream. I give myself a pedigree. But then I'm aw- I realize I'm awake. <laughs> and I think to myself, how did I pedigree myself? <laughs> yeah, but I did. I never kick out. i get not going to bury my finish. Uh, uh, all right. Let's talk
1: about what happened at, at New Year's Dash. Of course, that's like New Japan's raw after mania, essentially.
0: Was there anything besides what we're about to talk about? Was there anything significant? Oh, I'm looking at it right here. Yeah, I wrote the other <laughs> things that happened. Okay. Uh, yeah. So there are a few notable things that went down at New Japan's New Year's Dash. Uh, Will Ospreay announced his final New Japan pro wrestling date before heading to AEW. I'm assuming it precedes uh, uh, March, It's right? a
1: new beginning. It's a cage match, which I guess they haven't had a cage match in New
0: Japan in 20 years, and wow. it's United Empire versus Bullet Club. Oh, Okay. I wonder, yeah. I wonder what's gonna. You think Great Oka gonna take over United Empire? You think United Empire is just gonna continue? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Probably. I and mean, yeah. you got an Aussie Open already in AEW. Yeah, but one of the Aussie Open guys is in Callis family. Yeah,
1: that'll change once once Osprey comes. Well, Osprey's basically in the Callis family too.
0: Oh yeah, they need to disband that Callis
1: family. You got that right. Yeah. Uh, Zack Saber Junior. challenged Brian Danielson to a rematch in the future.
0: Ooh, yeah, no, and then, that Okada. Oh, you haven't seen all of Okada. No, I uh, just started Danielson. it. Yeah, god damn, that's a good match. I got to the point where uh,
1: Danielson's yelling at the crowd, "Tell him to break his fucking arm." Oh, that's pretty early on. It is then. It's great. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's awesome. And then uh, Matt Riddle via video promo challenged Hiroshi Tanahashi for, uh, to a match for the TV title.
0: Uh, that's a good. That's a good. Such if 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 the TV title's gonna sort. I don't know. Tanahashi's is gonna do his own thing, but like Riddle versus Zack Saber Jr. could have been a banger match. I mean, it still might. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That who knows? Be really good. Who knows? I don't know if you how... ever did that before. They were both out. Oh, there I would before. be
1: surprised if they had a match before.
0: Yeah. Whether it be um, in
1: PWG or someplace else.
0: Did you watch the little video? I, I sort of I skipped very, through the video.
1: D- There's a lot of B-roll of him working out and driving in in that Cadillac. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know. And it was all dark and like out of focus and stuff. Well, then the promo, they didn't groggy. mic him.
1: It's just like camera audio.
0: Oh, that I didn't know. So you kind of hear cause the think, echo of yeah. the,
1: the gym he's he's in. <laughs> but he's got a suit on, but he's, he's in the gym.
0: I maybe mean, that's how he works out these days. Always writing. It for wasn't visits. in the B roll. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't like you yelling at me, though. He seems uncomfortable uh, wearing a suit, though. <laughs> versus Zach Saberjack. <laughs> Does he? I think he'd be comfortable all the time. Like, well, I guess, I don't know, he, he does walk around like I've seen on social media, he often doesn't wear clothes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've basically seen the outline of his hog. Yeah, usually he wears, what, maybe board shorts. Yeah. Uh, what is this? WWE wrestler Matt Riddle versus Zack Sabre Jr. Is this even real? Is that EFED? International singles match. I think this is real. You know, look. I mean, it looks like they have. At the very least, we've had... Keith Lee and Shane Strickland versus Matt Riddle and Zack Saber Jr. Holy shit! Really? Teamed together? Wow. This is uh, this is all E Fed stuff. <laughs> it's not, but that always makes me laugh. All right, Steve, you want to answer some questions? Yeah, it's answer some
1: questions. Answer some questions. Uh, uh, what are, to
0: your to your question earlier, you were like, "What are you doing?" I have I don't know who put these chili cheese Fritos here, but I got some chili cheese Fritos, and that one started acting up again. Oh, so every did. day, every day. It's just because she's getting old. So you had to throw your dog a Frito? A couple, yeah. <laughs> and it stopped her. All right. She doesn't even really like these things. <laughs> I know I know someone who does. Uh, what, Fritos? Yeah. Well, I do. I do, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You want me to throw you some? Here, don't. <laughs> Uh, Time Moore here
1: asks, a couple months back, there was a backstage segment with Finn Balor talking about the pyramids and when they were built with the rest of Judgment Day. What other conspiracies would you discuss with Balor? Oh, man, you name it. That Super um, Bowl one I was we we talk about on, on FriendoCast. There's another, there's another tease for FriendoCast there.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. We talk conspiracy theories on FriendoCast, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, like who built the pyramids? What's another good one like that, like something that happened hella days ago? Years, centuries Oh, ago. there's probably like a dozen things they mentioned on Ancient Aliens that could be discussed. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, Stonehenge. Stonehenge, that's a good one. I mean, yeah. that's closer to his home, too, anyways. It's yeah. in the yeah. general vicinity of the world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's man. a good one. That's a good one. Stonehenge. would be Stonehenge. Or Easter Island, maybe. Yeah. Isn't there some ambiguity as to what the hell happened there? Well, I guess it depends on who you listen to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Uh... Oh, wow. Carlos Diaz says, if you could set up your perfect wrestling TV show story-wise, which of these storylines are a must? And he provides us with like eight. A babyface chase for gold. Would you, if you're, if you're, your promotion. Yeah. Would you have a babyface chasing gold or would you have a babyface champion with heels coming after him? Oh. And it can't, no know, know, like complexity to this, just A or B. Which one would you have? It would depend on the talent that's on my roster. No depending on anything. Oh, no, because if I have the talent that would favor one direction over the other, then that, that would inform my choice. You've got a really strong baby face and strong heels. Oh, that's not helpful. You've got several strong baby faces and then, several strong heels. If
1: it's several strong baby faces that I think I can make lots of money with, then I have the
0: heel team. Okay, okay, there you go. There you go. Mm-mm. <clears throat> Uh, a crisis of confidence. You love that, of course. Do that. I do. And then one of the top baby
1: faces after they come up short against the heel champion: crisis of confidence storyline. A slow
0: burn betrayal. Ooh, that's always good too. Yeah. Uh, what about this? I don't feel like you'd be really into this. I think I would be. All the gold faction. Uh, we've seen it done before. Yeah. A who done it? Absolutely. I would say absolutely not. It's never done well. I think I could do it well, Steve. <laughs> Everybody probably thinks that, Larson.
1: <laughs> no, but they haven't done it. I'll learn from all the... NXT did a fine job with the Who It with the Gargano and, and, and Alistair. That was fine. We know who we exactly who it was. who
0: it was at the beginning. But it didn't overstay
1: its welcome. It was like, a what, a four-week story?
0: Yeah, I don't like that. It was that. fine. It did give us... John! John! Uh, monster Heel. I don't know if you necessarily need a
1: monster heel. You don't need a chicken shit heel. Yeah, I don't like the chicken shit heel.
0: Uh, And then a clash with the authority. That's kind of overdone. (laughs) Hey, I like that question. That is good. That That was a good one. That was a good one.
1: Uh, Cameron Bordelazzo asks, where do you think Kyle O'Reilly fits with uh, Undisputed Kingdom when, if he returns? I think someone mentioned this in chat the other day when we were doing our AEW review. Once they kick
0: Wardlow out. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool Kyle steps in. Mm hmm. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Uh, Mason says, uh, <clears throat> with hindsight, should Mox have won the international title and brought it all the way to the uh, Continental Classic finals, making the triple crown with Eddie's titles? The Continental Championship just feels unnecessary. Slash. What do they do with it when New Japan and Ring of Honor want their titles back? Well, OK, one thing. Ring of Honor is AEW. It's Tony. would yeah. Ka- be Tony Khan. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> New Japan, that's only going to happen if New Japan forges some alliance with WWE, which, in my opinion, is not out of the realm of possibility. I was thinking about that last night. I was like, God damn. What if WWE, like, you know how hardcore they could fuck AEW if they decided to, like, offer New Japan a ton of money, like, a shit ton of money, and, like, just crazy opportunities with their talent? It would fuck AEW so hardcore. Yeah, it would be. It put AEW in a tough spot. That's for sure. Forbidden Door would be done. It's oh, yeah. like, oh man, check out the stars of All Japan. You know what I mean? Like what? Yeah. Who yeah. yeah. care about that? No offense to All Japan fans. If you're out there, uh, Dave Matušek. Yeah, I don't know about all this. Like the the. I agree though. I think the Triple Crown adds just another title, taking up more time from other stuff that could be going on. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Nick Kyle says, what's
1: the worst thing Logan Paul could do to the U.S. title? So, so far, he, he's worn it naked. He showered, showered, showered it. Showered with it. He traded it to Patrick Mahomes for a Super Bowl ring. Oh. Which actually is good exposure
0: for the U.S. title. That's fucking cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 I mean, is it, is it like weatherproof? Like, what if he accidentally leaves it outside? Probably look cooler because whenever it's like a, a title that's weathered and yeah, exactly, and, and exactly, it look up, like, looks or really like cool. it's
1: beat up, like when Naito was throwing around the uh, IWGP Intercontinental, title. looks it's pretty
0: badass, cool. yeah. Um, put it through like a trash compact, yeah, right?
1: like it accidentally ends up in the dumpster, and then yeah. like a
0: Superman 3 situation, da, 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 da. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, phase four To says hey friendos you guys mentioned working for Machinima I know it was probably a big company but did you guys know James Willems yes we actually did a a, a podcast with James back
0: when he was doing his wrestling training yeah we've done yeah we've been in vi- several videos with James yeah I think we did like a like a Left for Dead Disneyland we video we did with him we did and, with, uh, with Funhouse yeah uh, yeah. and uh, who else was it in that video I forget Larson David Matusha no James is a sweetheart he's yeah, awesome yeah James is him. awesome Dave Matushek says, "Since Rick Boogs is currently retired, Larson, how is this not on our thumbnail? Rick Boogs. I was, I was, I was letting you have that for Russell Juice, Steve." <laughs> I- I don't think I'm gonna do a Russell Juice rant on Rick Boogs, but I appreciate that. Hey, would you would you be okay if I if I reached out to Boogs, got an interview for Wrestle Juice with him? By all means <laughs> do it. Just a one on one situation. Although if
1: if he's done with wrestling, he might be wrestling YouTube channel. But he has his own YouTube channel, apparently he's he'd push it. So maybe you know, uh, yeah, collaboration well, let, you is know, an important yeah. thing to
0: growth in YouTube channels. Let absolutely. him push that? Wouldn't that be cool? Uh since he's uh, the question is since he's retired. What do you think he should do until the wrestling bug makes him come back? Oh, he's going to be active. Yeah, he, 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 he released some pictures that were obviously headshots. Yeah, right. Yeah. Dude, tell me, look, tell me he wouldn't be perfect on one of the CSIs or one of the Chicago, you know, Fire, public, whatever they're called. Yeah. Right, exactly. Public service uh, shows. Yeah. <laughs> Fire, police, <laughs> whatever else. Doctors, there whatever. I know. I know. EMTs, <laughs> yeah. whatever they are. Chicago, DMV. Potential. Yeah, exactly. Chicago uh, Department of Sanitation. Right. I saw uh, the, somebody who's running a, uh, on Twitter a clip of uh, a Cat Williams appearance on Atlanta. Yeah. And uh, Percy Watson played a, a cop. Oh, that, I didn't know that. That's cool. In that clip. You watch that clip. I'm almost positive. it's pretty, The dude looks exactly like Percy Watson. Um, but, yeah, it's the one where he's got <laughs> He's like, he's like, don't come in here. I got an alligator in here. They're like, Sir, get out of here. And then like uh Donald Glover shows up, he's like, Look, guys, this is my uncle. Just give me five minutes, you know. Please don't don't tase him. And they're like, Does he really have an alligator in there? And he's like, Yeah, he does. Is he is he cool with you? Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on meeting to watch that show. I know, me too. I watched the first couple episodes and they're fucking brilliant. I and I've heard like do you ever see the Liam Neeson bit on there? No. Oh, my God. You got to search that. Right, I'll check that it's kind of fucking mind blowing. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Justin Sider that.
1: says, who would you put in the WWE Hall of Fame this year other than Sid and Luger?
0: Oh, we did a thing, didn't we? We did a thing. I'm sure we have. What did we do? Uh, oh, oh, we did an episode of like a news brief. It was a thin day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah, we talked yeah. about Triple H's first Hall of Fame yeah. class. So it was, jeez, um, I don't know. I think Luger
1: was on that list. Pillman.
0: I, Pillman. Victoria. Pillman Batista, B- B- Victoria. Victoria in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, like Batista, Pillman, China, Luger. Like Heyman, maybe. Yeah. They're in Philly, so do yeah. Heyman. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Uh, Jesse Helsius also has that same question about people who deserve to go in WWE Hall of Fame. So there you go, Jesse. Uh, Pat King says, what's the biggest thing you want to see AEW do in 2024? Wow. There's a lot. Um, you know, here, here's my main thing. <sighs> Somehow, some way they need to make, I feel like so much in AEW feels like mid card. They need to make everything feel special. That's such an abstract, nebulous thing. Is, I have no idea know how to do mean. that. Know but you, you know mean. what I mean? Yeah. Like, so much of that stuff, it just feels like uh, people just sort of exist. And they need to pop. They need to pop. Like, man, I watched the entrance for uh, – I mean, sorry. I watched the, the Okada-Danielson match last night. Even Danielson's entrance – In New Japan. Oh, my God. He comes off like a star. The way they film it, like, it just looks big. Mm -hmm. And I feel, and maybe maybe Tony wants it to have a bit more of a smallish feel. I don't know. But, like, I don't know. I feel like just more people need to want to get get things there, you know? Like, they need to make things feel wanted and special. Important and, and, yeah, prized, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's the obvious stuff. More more, more time, more matches for the w- women's division. Mm-hmm. Uh, a sense
0: of urgency. I think it needs more of a sense yeah, of Yeah, that's a
1: huge thing, sense of urgency. Yeah, a sense of urgency from a creative standpoint, and yeah. and that should dictate how the matches are then wrestled. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. Because the matches are fine. The one thing I don't even worry about is, like, the quality of the matches. Those are great. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's a good one. Juan Villa says, uh, My girlfriend suggests we should spice things up in the bedroom with music is bobby lashley's theme good for that occasion <laughs> <laughs> i knew that would pop you bomb boom, so yeah bom, bom, bom. so that's what she got to do is she's laying there unaware that lovemaking is about to happen right cue the lashley theme bomb 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 instant arousal yeah right Because she knows that she's not like a bad guy who's about to get, you know, taken down by Bobby Lashley. No, she's a bad girl who's about to get taken down by her baddie boyfriend to pound town. Oh, my God. (laughs) Dung, dung, dung. So instant arousal. He comes blasting through the door, fully engorged. (laughs) Yeah. As that hits, yes. He starts phallicoptering. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. yeah, but he's fully engorged, so it's not really yeah, a phallicopter. Yeah, it not work, man. <laughs> and then, you know, it's all pixelated at that point. Exactly, because, yeah. Yeah, things are happening. I suppose that would work.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, Carson Thrasher says Do you think the movie Beyond the Mat exposed the wrestling business? No, not at all.
0: Beyond the Mat? I mean, yeah, to a degree. Well, like, well, OK, like, well, not, well, yeah, no, 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 like, here's the thing so behind it the scenes, yeah. scene,
1: but it wasn't like a disparaging. Oh, look, it's this is fake. Blah, blah. It was re- it was a respectfully put together documentary.
0: Yeah, I, I think it was. a Yeah. I, look, when yeah exposing. Yeah. OK, I can see how, you know, the part of exposing is yeah, like, it was you like know, oh, hey, we got you. Look, this is all fake. You know, I think it was a Frank portrayal. And a and, and a uh, uh, um, an honest portrayal, yes, of the wrestling industry. So uh, so in that respect, yeah, did it expose it? But did it you know was it in a negative way? No, I think it was a fairly honest way. Yeah, uh,
1: Luis here says, what's the best course WB can take with Cross and AOP so they don't become lost
0: in the shuffle? Who should they feud with first? Somebody who can take a loss because this whole like they need oh, to, I'm, they need to I'm win. eat pins. I'm gonna eat pins left and right and still claim victory, that only can go so far less. I know. Now is the point where they pivot to him beating
1: people and still changing people after mm-hmm. they feud with him.
0: Yeah. He's right, wins. exactly. Yeah, he wins and they still change. Uh, Forbes says, Was filming the vignettes for Jade Cargill only to have her disappear to get retrained, by, uh, retrained a mistake by WWE? I don't think it was a mistake. I wonder if, hindsight, they would have done it the same way if they understood... Where she was in her training, where she was with her her in ring, I don't know. You know,
1: I wonder if the mistake wasn't so much doing the appearances and the videos, is maybe not continuing them in some respect, mm-hmm, like keeping mm-hmm. her on, keeping her on programming, so people are, are reminded. Oh, Jade Cargill's coming. Jade Cargill's coming.
0: I wonder if maybe the approach could have been improved. If instead of her showing up in those backstage segments, maybe you do those backstage segments, but she sort of makes a decision and then goes off to to, to, to training and then we sort of get a definitive close to her arrival in WWE, but now the work starts. like you can end with like now yeah. the work starts, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, and then it's okay that she's gone because we know that she's training. And maybe, I don't know, we saw that great little video on Instagram or whatever it was yeah. of her training, doing some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah with Natalia, uh, um, yeah. Maybe do vignettes updating us from time to time yeah. on how that's coming along. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Heather Wright says, uh, can I get a birthday shout-out? My birthday was on Wednesday. Happy birthday, Heather. Happy birthday, Heather. Happy birthday! Uh, and then uh, let's see here. Uh, Mr. Cool Car says Punk's goal is to main event Mania. Does he have to win the match? No. Uh,
1: he doesn't have to his- from a creative standpoint. The worry is he main events Mania gets Seth, and if Seth wins, then the crowd might dump all over it.
0: Yeah, I kind of feel like for him for for him to be satisfied, he's got to win. Like, hey, I got to I get to main event Mania. I can lose. It's fine. You know, I got, I got, I accomplished my goal. Yeah. He's going to be moving that goalpost. He'd be like, well, I want a main event night two now. Exactly. Okay, dude, come on. Now you're being too much. I want a main event night two and then win. Yeah. And then win. Exactly. And then well, a, I want a main event then? next year and then win. Yeah. I want to be the first, you know, five time main event night two guy. Well, I think we're like, Phil, you're 46 ready. years old. I doubt you're going to be here for five years yeah and then backstage drama (laughs) exactly what are you trying to say (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly oh man anyways that's gonna do it for the show today thanks everybody for tuning in we appreciate it till next time we'll see you around goodbye